0: Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. Five questions-ish in about nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. Question number one is the easiest question you'll have all day. Who are you and what do you do? So, hey, guys.
1: I'm Aviv Graffi. I'm the CTO and founder of Lotero. I'm based in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I'm in the cyber industry for the last probably 20 years since I was in high school. Uh, I'm founder at Virio, and our goal is to help organizations to be protected from any kind of weaponized document or content, no matter where it come from. And they consume via our cloud-based uh, API solution. So any employee or uh, any coworker can just open any document uh, without the need to think twice. And uh, just in sixty seconds, how we do it and why we're doing that uh, differently. So if you remember all those technologies like uh, AV, ITM uh all those uh, next-gen AVs, even the EDRs, they're all doing one thing. They are trying to um, base on the history and predict the future. They're trying to see whether we saw something malicious in the past, and let's see if the next one uh, is just in front of us. And we all know that this doomed to fail, and that's what, how we came up with a new technology called content disarmament reconstruction or CDR, which actually turned the problem on its head. Instead of looking for the bad stuff, it just know what how it, what is the good stuff. So if you have a document, you're just taking the good content the use what is really used for, you know, view and, and edit, like in Word document, all the text, bookmarks, paragraphs, font, everything, and just create a replica of that document, exactly the same format, exact same look and fill and deliver that in milliseconds. And it's a completely different approach than most of the technologies out there, we try to detect what is, you know, cannot be detected.
0: I love the path you're taking. I think, I think you hit it on the head. Cybersecurity is always about what bad thing just happened to me, but we have billions of good things that went through our networks and events. What made you think that this was a a path to success?
1: So. Uh, a little bit of history about myself when I sort to explain that. So when I started uh, my cybersecurity kind of career, I would say I was in high school. And I love to, you know, to break things and, you know, see how they work. And then I recruited to uh, one of the intelligence forces here in as well, as I had to do my uh, mandatory service. And uh, after f- five years, almost five years of service, I went to work and I did, you know, some uh, uh, auditing and testing work. Uh, as a freelance, is what it's called, I mean, it was part of now called Matero, but uh, I was traveling around the world and I was interviewing IT staff and seeing how the system configured and I was able to show them I could hack them. And there was one thing that was just working 100% of the times, which was just sending a weaponized file and call it a resume to the recruiting department, say, hey, I want to apply to a position. I want to help you. Well, in a week with the cyberpunk podcast. Uh, um, and I would love to uh, to hear from you. And you know what? On the other side, there was a guy or lady that, you know, in order to do a job, they need to open those resumes and hundreds of them a week. So it, it just worked 100% of the times. And I thought to myself, how, you know, 20, 30 years of the, those cybersecurity technologies, there's still that tension between productivity and security. And we can still, you know, learn someone to open a weapon as document, no matter the number of layers of technology sophistication that uh, we uh, deploy. So that made me think that
0: there must be a different way to solve that problem. It's fascinating. So why do you love being a cybersecurity professional? So I think uh, cybersecurity professional, the unique kind of
1: uh, um, view is that you you really need to think how the bad guys are thinking and what uh, might break. And it's full of technology. It's not like in uh, uh, how the bad guys are think like in some other, uh, I know, aspects of life. So I think it's really blend both technology and really think of how things can break. And and for me, and as I mentioned, I love you know to uh, to research and, and know how things are you know working and what can make them, you know, break.
0: And that that's for me, it's a lot of uh, cybersecurity mentality. I'm going to ask an additional question because you're also a founder. So you have that entrepreneurial spirit. Why do you love creating new things? And why do you love being a business creator? So the thing is that
1: uh, entrepreneurship uh, is a lot about creating new things. Is a lot about being in love with new ideas. Uh, is a there's a lot of you know uh, uh, trying to solve things. And what drives at least me, and I think a lot of other entrepreneurs, is uh, you know that uh, when someone tell me, yeah, but it's it's impossible. So that that made uh, at least me you know say, oh, what what did you say? What's impossible? I'm sure it is. It is possible. Let's just find a way to do that. So I think a lot of those things that uh, you know uh really a challenge. I think that
0: will drive uh, me to open more encounter. It's awesome. So here's the buzzword, right? Cybersecurity is a top concern. What does that mean to you? So cybersecurity is a top concern means to me that
1: uh, you need to really think how you manage the risk, but also not to be the bad guy in the organization. Because I found a lot of cybersecurity experts, folks, uh, IT security heads, uh, even c that are being, you know, seen as the bad guy in the organization. Oh, the bad guy just got into the meeting, so now he will tell us to that we need to stop doing that, or we need to fence with this and that. And, and I think uh, uh, what needs to be changed and what needs to be the top kind of concern is how we enable the business and the cybersecurity professionals. That's what we need to do. How we enable our business units and business folks to really do their thing uh, and not telling them what not to do. Uh, so I think this is should
0: be the top concern if, if it's not. Do you have a recommendation off the top of your head on on how that can start to synthesize? So I think
1: there are a lot of solutions out there that are more business enablers as opposed to restrictive security. Um, if you think, at least from my world, if you remember you know, a lot of, uh, for example, even security solutions, now, a lot of them are using uh, that pointy uh, terminology. Oh, your email was pointy, now you need to call the IT. Uh, this is exactly the opposite of what we need to do, right? We need to allow the employees to work. We need to allow them to communicate and collaborate. And a lot of the security solutions that, okay, let's add another layer that block them, to browse to certain website. And and I think we need to have kind of the opposite, how to allow them to browse in, any websites but with a certain constraint that or something that allowed us to make sure that they're not getting bridged and and there are solutions in the market i mean uh, we i mean in Vatero we produce one solution but there are plenty of others not just in our space that are more security or business enabling security rather than
0: restrictive uh, um, business restrictive security that's great insight what Speaking of insight, what insights do you want to share with our network of cyber professionals? So,
1: I think at least uh, one of the insights that uh, I recently, uh, you know, uh, found that um, a lot of the users they don't really, you know, understand why they need to comply with certain things. For example, we in Votero, uh, we do have a, we we need to go through annual SOC two audits for so for the audience that maybe do not know what is that. So we need to go through certain policies and, 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 and audit process to make sure that we have um, security, compliance, uh, cloud product services, and, and anything that related to uh, to how we actually ship our product and service. And when we went through that for the first time, it was a couple of years ago, a lot of the users were just saying, why do we need that? And I think that uh, it has changed when we explain what can be the value of having those new processes and how it can help us and how it can mitigate how it can help them actually to make their job easier whether it's a centralized management maybe maybe that would be an easier policy for onboarding offboarding so they want me to chase someone for permissions so i think that uh, maybe i would say marketing but at least you know uh how to present that to the user how it can help them I think this is a, a great thing, and SOC 2 or the presentation how to how SOC 2 can help an organization, This is uh, at least insight for me just recently.
0: That's that's really cool. Fun question for you What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? And so, I, I think that, that's a good
1: question because um uh, before, before we, we uh, recorded that podcast, I mean, I was trying to think about that, and uh, there were just too many of them. And I, and I just uh, you know, asked myself, uh, what 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 was the thing that actually I'm seeing today that's still using it by maybe in some other form. And for those of you who are old enough, uh, if you remember the uh, Palm Pilots, I uh, that think that was 20 years ago, probably. So I think that was the first kind of you know a uh, computer uh, handheld device. And, and and back then, I mean, I was carrying that. It was black and white. It was uh, with the stylus thing and it was it has the phone book everything uh, it was just uh um kind of the iphone uh without the phone kind of thing and uh and i think it was really you know breaking in terms of uh, kind of technology back then uh and you know we kept that so i think that made me smile i was so obsessed with my power pilot. for those folks who don't know what it is just google
0: it i might it sounds a bit old now but yeah Yeah, I love I I do remember the Paul Pilot. So Aviv, thank you so much for being on the Cyber Pro Podcast. Yeah, it was great to be here. So thank you very much for inviting me. Have a great day. Thank you for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and bonus content.